Welcome to Missionary Roundtable with your host, Kale Horvath. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Missionary Roundtable podcast. My name's Kale. I'm a pastor and missionary and your host of this podcast, which is the podcast all about the Great Commission and international missions, where we take a dive into some of the stories of different pastors and missionaries and how they're involved in the Great Commission, but also learn um, some strategy and some practical things as well as uh, how we can all uh, take part in the Great Commission better, whatever part that is that God may want us to play in that. And so I'm excited for you guys to hear this conversation we've got today. It is going to be with uh, my friend, Pastor Rudy Garrido, and he is the pastor of La Biblia Dice, please excuse my terrible Spanish accent, um, uh, in uh, Bogota, the capital of Colombia, and he is an awesome man of God. You guys are in for a real treat as you listen to this. Uh, La Biblia Dice is the first church that was planted by missionary Paul Clark when he went to Colombia and when he went to the field. And uh, years after he planted that and trained men and discipled them, Rudy was the man of God that uh, was was trained and God uh, revealed to the church to be the national uh, senior pastor. And when I say national, I mean the the Colombian man who was going to be the senior pastor of that church as Paul, the, the missionary, the foreigner, stepped away so that the, so that the Colombians could lead uh, their church. And so uh, you're in for a real treat today. I hope you guys enjoy it. So take a listen. Rudy, you are the pastor of La Biblia Dice in Bogota, Colombia. And I'm sorry if I start using some weird European accent when I say these Spanish words because I only know one foreign accent and it's Hungarian. <laughs> so when I mispronounce all these things, I apologize. But thanks so much, man, right, for man. joining me. I'm so excited for this. Oh, no, man. Don't worry about it. I know my, my English. It's got a lot of accent on it. So, oh, man. But you, you sound okay. like you sound like a, a movie star. Oh, who's oh. who is that guy? You have that really deep Spanish accent. Um, isn't there oh, like an Ant Antonio uh, Antonio Banderas? Yes. Antonio Banderas. That, yes, man. My goodness. You have the cool like I could listen to you just read the English Bible. Like in my headphones, but the Spanish Bible would be even cooler, even though I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. How, Rudy, how long have you been the pastor now at La Biblia Disa? Oh, wow. Um, I was ordained on uh, February of 1996. Wow. So that would be 26, 27 years. Is that Is when right? you became the senior pastor? Right. Okay. Right. Actually, wow. actually, uh, the idea was, well, you know, I finished uh, shepherd school at, mm -hmm. at La Biblia Dice. Dice, mm -hmm. I was training in the church itself mm -hmm. uh, under Paul Clark. And uh, the idea in my mind was, you know, I'm, I'm going to be ordained a pastor, but I'll be working with Paul a few more years, you know, sure. uh, learn from him and everything. But as soon as they ordained me, actually, Paul took off. <laughs> <laughs> For a few months, of course. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, yeah, go ahead. You know, if he stays there, I, I don't know if I would have uh, 
yeah, you know, taking yeah. charge of everything and always trusting God, praying to God, looking for his guidance. But yeah, Paul, in purpose, left. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, oh, you know, you do it or you do it. So actually, yeah, I started being the pastor Almost. in a national, national pastor on, yeah. on February 1996. Wow. So yeah, almost 30 years. That's amazing. Yeah, almost um, 30 years. So I so, met your, you and your family. Well, okay, that's not actually true. I was going to say in 2019, I got, I was in Colombia. I got to be at your church and uh, it was a mm-hmm. great time. Stayed with your family. Um, oh, yeah. You, you, you have such a sweet family. It was amazing. I, um, I learned some interesting Colombian uh, cultural things like hot chocolate with cheese in it, um, oh, yeah. melty cheese in the bottom. <laughs> um, but I actually did meet you uh, before that. You you preached at a missions conference way back in the day um, in Kansas City. And I, I, I don't know if I met you, but that's the first time I saw you in person. Um, and so you've, you've been around for a long time, but I got to personally get to know you and your sweet family, uh, back in 2019, which was a blast for me, by the way. Oh, we enjoy having you, you know, so much. That was a privilege for us to, to get to know you and, and, and house you in our house and share that time. That was precious for us too, for my kids. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, can I ask you this? I, I cause I'm going to. I, I'm I'm going to take this conversation somewhere, but just a, a quick answer. Do you know about how many churches are in Colombia today that were planted from your church in Bogota? Oh wow, that's that's a, you know it's a, a because tough question. Your church mm-hmm. is the first church that that Paul Clark right. planted when he came as a missionary. Right, about right. a hundred and fifty years ago, I think, is when he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. Old joke. Yeah, no, that was that was about uh, thirty-five years or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. That that you know, uh, officially uh, they started the church. Mm-hmm. And from that, the, from there, you know, we call it the mother church in Bogota. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we we gave birth by, by God's grace to different churches in the capitals. And now those churches are giving birth, uh, birth so granddaughter to, to churches works even. and do- granddaughters. Wow. Uh, so, but the, the actual number, wow, I, I you, you get me there, but uh, uh yeah, I don't want to know. I, I I don't really know. You know, I, I can look at the map and try oh, to okay. remember. If you were to guess, but, I mean, is it, you know. Yeah, if I have to guess, um, maybe including, you know, uh, what we call churches, mm-hmm. daughter uh, works mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, you know, either, I, I, no, uh, you, you can edit that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, if we talk about uh, churches, you know, established churches, mm-hmm. and we also talk about the missionary works that will be churches someday, mm-hmm. and including daughter and grandchildren churches, would be somewhere maybe, maybe around 30, I would wow. guess. And praise God. And you guys, I believe, yeah. have sent a few missionaries out outside of Colombia too, right? Well, yes. Uh, one family to Venezuela, Caracas, mm-hmm. Venezuela. Wow. And we have two families getting ready uh, to go to Spain very soon and one to Peru, Lima, wow. Peru. Lima, Peru. I've been there. See, I got but, stuck in the airport yeah. overnight there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, praise God. And I wanted to yes. I wanted to start out with that just so people who don't know you um, or maybe even Paul Clark could get an idea of how long the ministry has been established. Um, so Paul is honestly, and, and he's not here. So I'm not like saying this just to, 
you know, talk him up. I mean, he, but he truly is one of the few missionaries that, that I know personally who I look up to as a, as a missionary, like mentor, someone who did it right and their fruit remains and, and continues to produce. And, um, I actually interviewed him in season one of this podcast and I, and I asked him about this philosophy of maybe we would call it model church planting. Um, like, because there's different strategies and philosophies of church planting, but this would be to when the, the missionary goes to the field or the church planter goes, he's going to spend all of his time investing in one mother church, like you said, or, or Antioch, you know, as, as the model church, uh-huh, uh-huh, and, and then yes. put all his time and energy into training men from there to be sent out as long as it takes. Um, and and it, it's actually what we're in the foundational stages of doing today in Hungary, and it, and it, it takes a while to start mm-hmm. that kind of a work because you're not yes. just like, okay, spend two years here, go to the next one. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about this later, too, but I, I just want to ask you, what is it about this philosophy of missions and church planting, um, this the mother church model, that has ina- that, that's allowed your church to continue sending out families and planting churches over the decades? Oh, well, well, we, we always say, uh, and we really believe it first, uh, first and more and, and overall, uh, the grace of God, you know, we say he, that he really shed his grace on Colombia for some reason, maybe, uh, as Roman says, a lot of sin, well, uh, a lot of much grace, you know, <laughs> uh, paraphrasing in, in Spanish English, <laughs> but <laughs> I course, think you course. understand me. But I, I really believe that, uh, you know, many people, even in the States, were praying for Colombia, you know, a, a nation famous for drug dealing, guerrilla fighting. And I think God shed his grace and did a, a, a beautiful work, and, and he allowed us to be a part of it. So first, the grace of God. But second, uh, you know, Paul was known as a maverick. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what I heard. Uh, concerning missions, and and he he would not conform to the standard of coming to a country, going to a part a, a poor part of the city, and putting a room and chairs and waiting for people to come. Mm-hmm. And and he, you know, his dad even uh, Clifford Clark kind mm-hmm. of taught him something different, encouraged him to 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 really model his work after the church, uh, the 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 Bible, the Bible, I should say. Uh, Clifford said, Paul, you have a, a great chance to start from zero. You know, you, you do things right. You follow the Bible. I think that had an, an effect on Paul Clark. So when he came to Colombia, he, he even the name of the church, no, the Bible says, La Biblia mm-hmm. dice. And, and he started following the model in the, in the, in the Bible, uh, not knowing everything uh, with a lot of mistakes and and but but we do until today try to follow you know everything that God shows us uh, through the book of Acts and the ministry of Paul in the epistles. We really try to to follow after that to 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 make it a reality in, in our lives and the lives of the church. And uh, as you say, it, it's something that starts somehow slow, but then it's like a exponential mm-hmm. curve. And, 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 and what took time to put a, a strong uh, base of believers as a model church, um, then a few little works in missions here and there. And then, you know, you, you don't know when in a moment it kind of poof, like fireworks, right? Yeah. Start blowing up. But, but so, so what takes time, 
and, and follows the biblical model with patience and faithfulness and prayer and the grace of God, it comes to a moment where it, it really blows and it's like you're running after God, you know, he's in front and, and you're trying to, yeah, uh, mm. yeah, do his work. But somehow that's how I see it. It's, yeah. it's following the, the model that God left us in the Bible. Mm. It takes time, yeah. patience, and uh, yeah. What I like about it is just from what I've seen. So, you know, your, your ministry in Colombia, um, my pastor, Jeff Bartel's ministry in Albania is just turned 30 years old this year. And um, mm. what you see with this model church philosophy of church planting is that when they send out a guy to start another church or another work elsewhere, mm. he has literally a model to look mm -hmm. at for what to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like discipleship on the church body level. So it, okay. you know, the New right. Testament individual believers, we reproduce another believer and disciple them and they follow us as we follow Christ. But then like when you have the mother church reproducing another body of believers, then it's, om I know it's not the same picture. You're not discipling but, them, but yeah. they have a model to look and model right. their ministry after, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, actually, Paul um, uh, and uh, Edgar, Edgar Tukika, it's a yeah, very remember, funny Edgar. name, <laughs> little guy, but, you know, awesome in the Lord. He, he's the missions pastor and works mm -hmm. with Paul. And, and they both been working in what we call the ABC of missions. Okay. And that would be like the charter, you say, like a charter book for a flight or a trip on a mm -hmm. boat. So they have the model church you know, and, and they can see it, they can, uh, they have attended it, they have grown in it or, or visited if they're from another work. And then they have the ABC of missions, which in a way is what uh, God led Paul to, to write down everything that he did to, to accomplish, you know, establishing that uh, uh, strong fundament in the model church. So, right, what you say is true. Uh, so God sent me to another city. So what do I go to do? exactly the same that we mm. did here uh, and we have the abc meanings first second third yeah, right yeah. and so and it so doesn't happen by accident do. you guys as a mother no. church are right working with right. them continually you don't just right. send them out and be like okay i i hope oh, no, it works no. you know right right like we, a good parent see, right see we we it, it's sad and, and we love our mother church in tulsa but uh, after Clifford was no longer the pastor, Paul says that he never got a call or a, or, a, or, a, or a letter from his pastor in Tulsa saying, how are you doing? How is the work? Never, never. Mm -hmm. and, and we want to learn from that. We, we, don't, we love them. We praise God for that sending church. It is our mother church. But uh, at the same time, we want to learn. And uh, so we we don't just send them and say you know Godspeed. Yeah. No, we we really we really are there for them, and yeah. we're not wrong, right? We we do not dictate. Sure. But sure. we're always there to guide, to counsel, to admonish, uh, mm -hmm. to answer questions. And and the beautiful thing is, uh, like me and Paul, you know, there is no jealousy. He, he's in Bogota, and from there he works everywhere. But the same with all the pastors. We're a team. Yeah. We're a team. So we, yeah, we, we, there is no jealousy or, or you know, I don't want to see you or mm -hmm. go your way. And so we all work uh, according to what God has shown us and, 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 um, yeah. and, and work, uh, yeah, like that. And what's amazing <laughs> too is, so when I was at your church, it was at a missions conference. And when you guys have a conference, 
there, well, I don't know that this happens every time, but there were so many people there from so many different churches. I think what's amazing is it's literally a family, a big extended family. family. And you have (laughs) fellowship with these brothers and sisters. And, and then even when you're sending out new church planters, you even have an established network um, for people to raise support. And I mean, it's Uh taken almost four decades to get there, but it's amazing what God has done. Right, right, exactly. It's it's it, we're family. We we love each other. I mean, you know, you saw it. You because yeah, maybe right. you talk about this and people say what, <laughs> but uh, but you were there. You felt it, mm-hmm. and it, it's 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 like a father and his kids, right? Yeah. That's how we yeah. feel. And they come, and they're our brothers, sisters. But at the same time, it's like our kids, mm-hmm. and there is a big, big love for all of them, and we're so happy to see them. Actually, uh, I'm not going to change. I don't. I will not change the theme you're touching now. But no, go ahead. actually, because of the pandemic, the the, the COVID thing, mm-hmm. um, of course, we had to to do the missions conference a little different. We did it in uh, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, course. you know, like all the churches around the world had to come up with a lot of. Uh, but um, so now that we can go back. Uh, to the, to the place, there are so many believers around Colombia that we cannot have them, of course, in Bogota. So what we're doing now is we invite the pastors, missionaries, their families, uh, a few key people here and there, mm-hmm. but then we stream live all the conference, which means that even though they're not in Bogota, somehow all the churches are being part of the mission conference. That's, cool. That's how we're doing now. So they can be like a, a satellite location in there, obviously in their right. church. Um, right. That's right. awesome. Very cool. And, 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 and hear the teaching and, and be a part of it. You know, we yeah, wish oh everybody could come and fit in there, but you know, we, we, we don't sure. fit there. Well, praise God that there's not enough room, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. That's right. That's cool. You know, there's something else cool uh, about your church, you know, going back to being the first church that was planted. Um, your church has missions at its core. It, it's really its heart. Um, there's, a, there's a big giant painting in, behind uh-huh. the pulpit, behind the stage. Um, can, can you explain what that, what that painting is and like what it means to, to your churches? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, back in Tulsa Baptist Temple, uh, this lady, uh, she took, I believe, about two years uh, uh, to paint this, the original. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot bigger and it's in the back of TBT, Tulsa Baptist Temple pulpit, or um, the, it, it was there. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, you know, you know, it's a beautiful picture. It's uh, She took the, the, the time back then to draw a person from each nation in that time. Mm. And uh, Clifford Clark was guiding her a little bit in here and there. And, and it's uh, it's hard to explain by, with words, but you see that the heavens and you see kind of the arms of the Lord open, mm. like kind of pointing towards the world. Mm. And it says, uh, go ye, teach all nations, right? Matthew 28. And, and then like in a square or a diamond figure, all the people, and within that diamond, there is a cross. Mm-hmm. And everybody that is in the cross, it's with a smile. That means mm-hmm. they're in Jesus. And outside that cross, you see pain, sorrow, confusion, darkness. Uh, and so uh, it took us about, wow, um, I don't know how many years to get to 
See, as we have the missions conference, God will give us a, a theme each year. Mm -hmm. You know, he's giving us a theme, a theme, a theme, a theme. And it will sound funny, but uh, around uh, five, six years ago, um, uh, the theme was the Great Commission. And you say, but wait a minute, missions, you know, of course. Mm. But but you got to kind of, uh, yeah, it, it's hard to explain in a few words, but but we were ready uh, to go to the nations, I'll say it like that. And now God will show us, will, did show us the, the nations. And that's when we put the pain because every year we would change the image. But then what I believe by his grace, when we were mature enough, uh, not only to, to plant churches, but to send missionaries to Venezuela and other countries, start traveling overseas, uh, then that painting became the painting. Mm -hmm. and, and it was so beautiful. It's like saying, wow, I see what God is doing. So now what we had in our mother church, a, a church that sent more than 100 families to the field and the mm -hmm. world, Amen. now it's back in our church and, and we want to follow after the church that sent the clerks to Colombia and, and be a part of the Great Commission, sending families all over the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, here and there, I look at that picture, my heart breaks, my tears fill my eyes and I, I see the nations there and I say wow they need Jesus you know so it and the church knows what the picture is so it's a reminder a reminder of of, of what the Lord wants us to do and let's go to the nations and, and preach, preach the gospel to all creatures amen and I think what's awesome what was great for me to see because that was uh I was on deputation um and it was you know right at the beginning and so I got to really learned some things from you guys before we had to went to the field about how just because a missionary is going to another country, it doesn't mean like that's the, the end of the mission. Like you, you have to start your work with world missions in mind as well so that they get the vision for right. world missions. And so, because God wants to reach the, the nations from Colombia, God wants to reach <laughs> the nations from right. Hungary, not just... Right the American going. And so I, I uh -huh. loved seeing how, how you guys have had missions at your heart from the very inception. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe sometimes as American missionaries, we um, maybe we don't realize that we need to have that from the get go. And it's not just like, right. okay, I'm going to the field. That's the end of the mission. Like, no, you're mm -hmm. now you set up a mission sending church in your country that can reach the nations from your country too. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, when I look back, I, I, I came to to La Biblia Dice to Christ in March of 1989, wow. uh, 1989. Praise God. And even back there, uh, even though we didn't have the maturity, we didn't have even missions conference because we didn't back then. It was a small church. Um, but I, uh, you know, a, a month uh, listening to Paul preach and to being disciple in the way we were, we would do it back then. That is a little different than now, but it was discipleship still. Mm -hmm. uh, I, if you ask me, I, I already knew that mm -hmm. we had to go to the nations. So meaning that Paul from the start, uh, even though we didn't really understand a lot of things, was talking about the world, uh, missions, okay. nations. Um, of course, his influence from his dad, Clifford Clark. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that is true what you're saying, Kyle. Um, you know, every believer in La Biblia dice uh, understood even back then mm -hmm. that that it was uh, the, the the goal was the Great Commission. Mm 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yes, and, and your church, true. your church and churches have this. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. Mantra, this tagline, Columbia for Christ, <laughs> and, right. uh, which I mean, like lots of missionaries and missions organizations have their their thing. You know, uh-huh. uh, you know, I I don't have one right now. Hungry for the gospel. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a funny thing to call oh, wow, it. But like, good. what does? <laughs> Yeah, play on the words there. What does what? But what does Columbia for Christ mean to you guys? It's not just um, the name of Paul's missionary website. It's it's a right. it means something. It's a vision. Right, right. For us, um, uh, Columbia for Christ is the Great Commission. Columbia for Christ is the, uh, a practical way in which we write down the Great Commission so that our people. Uh, like, um, like, um, is it uh, Naum says? Uh, I forgot the book. It says write it down so whoever reads it can run after it. Oh yeah, uh, Habakkuk. 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 Or mm-hmm. Habakkuk. Make it how do you say in English? Habakkuk. Well, that's how I say. It. Habakkuk. I'm from Habakkuk. the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> make it plain. Up, write yeah. the vision. Make it plain upon table right. so that he that reads it so, can run. Yeah. Run after it. So the, you know, according to that, that's Colombia for Christ, and and it basically, uh, we we say there that that we want to establish uh, model churches in each capital city. Mm. So that we can uh, form a missionary base, which will be capable, by God's grace, to disciple, to make disciples of all nations and preach the gospel to all Colombians. It's kind of paraphrasing a little bit. Sure. So Colombia for Christ is uh, establishing churches where people can hear the gospel, uh, where soldiers or, or, or workmen can be formed, mm-hmm. and they can be sent to the nations to establish more churches in other nations. Some, something like that, in, yeah. a, in other words. And people know that. It's not like something that was right. just written on a back wall. and It's, it's constantly, no. from what I saw, at the forefront. Right. Like if you just, I would assume if you just asked uh, a, a random church member, like what's, Right. What is Columbia for Christ? They would be able to tell you that. Well, that's yes. that's our Most vision for them. reaching yeah. uh, the country. Most of the, them. Yeah. Right. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Yeah. It's it's God's grace. Like <laughs> yeah, me and Paul, we 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 have another mantra, like you say. <laughs> <laughs> In spite of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, amen, amen. No, seriously. That's though. what we say, and we say it from the bottom of our heart. It's mm-hmm. not a slogan. You know, yeah. in spite of us, by his grace, yeah, he's... I pray he's that all the time, us. man. I, I'm like, God, please use me despite me. <laughs> in <laughs> yes. spite of myself, please use me. But, yes, uh, man, yes. so, so you got saved in 1989 then. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming through uh, Paul's ministry there. Well, uh, making it a long story short, mm-hmm. um, yes, I, um, I I went to school in uh, well, I, I became an engineer in uh, Peoria, Illinois, Bradley University in really? the United States. Okay, right, right, and uh, so I came back to Colombia, and in Colombia, a friend of mine, a Colombian friend uh, that I met while in the states. Uh, uh, you know, we kept in contact, and he invited me to go out one night here in Bogota, Colombia. Uh, he had a lot of money, and one of his sisters was a beauty pageant uh, for uh, Colombia, Miss Miss Colombia, very wow, beautiful okay. uh, girl. And in one of the pageants, she met a girl from Miami, from Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, this girl, uh, also a, a beauty pageant, uh, came over to visit her in Bogota, and my friend uh, 
told me, you know, like, hey, this beautiful girl with my sister, come on, let's go out and <laughs> and go eat something and have a, uh, something to drink. And I'm like, well, okay. So, you know, I go and, um, of course, very beautiful girl, but she was so different from any girl I met, you know, mm. in my life. Um, and um, so we, we were at this uh, bar, uh, a nice restaurant with a bar. And uh, I say, would you like a cocktail? You know, we're all together sharing time. She says, no, thank you. I don't drink. And I say, why? And she said, well, I'm a, new, uh, uh, a newborn Christian. And uh, actually, I know she would drink something. Uh, it's not like she was legalist, but mm -hmm. she said that so she can talk because she knew I would ask, you know. Uh -huh. And then she told me what it was about. Okay, so, uh, and then um, uh, many things I could tell you of how real Christ was in her life, mm -hmm. how I saw Christ in her. Uh, a, a testimony that till today, you know, really uh, impacts my mm -hmm. life, I saw in her. So her pastor in Miami uh, told her to go to La Biblia Dice while she was in Bogota. Okay. The family of my friend would not take her. They were very Catholic, okay? Mm -hmm. So she said that if I would go with her on a Sunday, I'd pick her up and go to the church. And to tell you the truth here, just to be with her, she was so well, beautiful. Well, I mean, Rudy, she was a, a, a supermodel, or a, what would you say, Miss Columbia yeah, pageant? I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, she was so from Florida, Miss Florida, something like that. Okay. But, okay, so. But, I mean, talk about uh, boys going to youth group because of girls. Yeah. I mean, this is like, that's, a, that's on another level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, because of what I saw in her mm -hmm. and what she told me, what meant to be born again. God was working in my heart. So it was more mm -hmm. than, oh, I want to be with a beautiful girl. No, sure, but sure. of course, she was so nice, but it was more something here, you know, in my heart. Mm -hmm. So um, so I went, I entered La Biblia Edition on a Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I met Paul and Joan Clark. They were so loving. They made me feel so welcome. Of course, being kind of American, studying mm -hmm. in the States, my heart and the English part. And uh, that night, a doctor, he, his name was Dr. Klein from Clearwater in Florida. I remember that. He preached. But for the first time in my life, I, you know, I, I heard the Bible being read hmm. and explained. Wow, that I fall in love. Wow. <laughs> so she went back to the States. But then Paul and Joanne, they kept got contact with me. I went back like uh, a month after that. Mm -hmm. They remember my name. They say hello. That, that was, you know, in the church, Catholic church, the priest never knows your name. Yeah. And when I go in, Rudy, we miss you. <laughs> we we're going to call you. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, you know, uh, two, three more Sundays here in the preaching. And uh, that that Sunday on March 89, the Lord spoke to my heart. I, I, I knew what happened at the end, how they would make the invitation. I was so ready. Oh, wow. uh, Paul says, bow your head, close your eyes. I didn't. I was looking at his eyes, waiting. <laughs> and then when he says, if you're here and, and you understand your scene and you know what, da, 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 you know, the invitation. And he says, raise your hand. I'm on Zoom. I raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and that day I, I, I went in, in this uh, office room and, and they explained Romans to me once more. And, and I pray and I went out of there with a joy I never felt before, with peace, with fullness in my heart. So that was March of 89. Yeah. Amen. 
And so I, I'm assuming, you know, that you're, you, you're staying with the church, you're serving in the church, um, maybe even being discipled. But when, if you can skip ahead uh, a little bit, right. right? how did God bring you down the path of training to become a pastor? Or, or did you ever feel okay. like God gave you a burden to be a pastor? Okay. Or was it just taking the next step of faith every time? <laughs> okay, good question. Uh, mm, okay, first... I, I don't know how to explain. Maybe you all know you know what I mean exactly. But but somehow I felt I, I, that God had something for me, hmm. and I could not explain back then what it was. But I, I and, and I'll say with respect, not not thinking that I am special. No, 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 no. Uh, on the other hand, I, I mean, on contrary, I was like, wow, me, Lord, you know. But what I, it was like, I. I was not going to be an ordinary believer, uh, mm. sitting every Sunday and, you know, serving the Lord in this. No, no, I, I, I knew he had something for me and I could not explain it. Like I did not understand mm. it, but that was like the first thing okay. I knew he had something for me. Then, uh, listening to Paul growing in the church, uh, listening to Clifford Clark when he came over, um, Jeff Adams would visit us every year when he would, preach, you know, and teach the Bible, um, uh, you know, all that, uh, I, I said, I think I'm going to be a missionary. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it's logical, you know, and I'm going to go to Venezuela. I had friends there. I'll establish a model church in, in, in Venezuela. And, da, 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 da. and um, so that was the second thing. I, I thought I was going to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. And I, Paul was praying. He says that very soon God let him know in the heart that I was going to be that pastor. So he was always working with me, training me, uh, correcting me, investing in my life, teaching me. Okay. So I guess he prayed a lot. I went to Venezuela mm -hmm. with my wife and my son, Danny. He was eight months of age back then. And uh, I saw a beautiful country. I saw a country full of opportunities, but God didn't call me there. So mm -hmm. I came back and I said, no, it's not that. So then jumping a little bit, <laughs> um, you know, Paul would tell me, you know, there are people in the States praying for you, Ruri. I, I think you're going to be maybe the next pastor. Mm -hmm. That scared me that I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but anyway, you know, that sticks there. So then I went to the shepherd school. I, I, I went through the discipleship process. But then got to the point where I went to shepherd school with Paul and, and what he was in back then. And uh, when I graduated, I was ordained pastor, Paul leaves. But a key moment, Kale, in my life hmm. was uh, Jeff Adams came over uh, th that year that he came. He came every year to Bogota, Colombia. Okay. And that year he preached out of uh, Samuel uh, or Kings, I should say. No, Samuel. Samuel, hmm. when the, the David Valiant men, how you call it in yeah, English? Yeah, David's the, mighty men. Mm-hmm. Mighty men, okay, and 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 this guy that stands in that field, men, men you know, in the middle, yeah, yeah, something uh, like yeah, that. and he stands and 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 fights for that field of lentils, I think, mm -hmm. and the big God gave him the victory. Okay, when he was preaching that, God spoke to my heart as clear as you and me are talking, and He said, "This is your field. Mm. This is your field wow. of lentils." And uh, when Jeff was done, I came on the pulpit and I said, church, I want you to know something. 
this is my field of lentils. Mm -hmm. And the church uh, that night, uh, uh, you feel the joy mm -hmm. because see, they saw doubt in me. They, they saw that I was not convinced that God wanted me as a pastor there. Mm. And even though I was there and they, I was the pastor and I preached to them, they were insecure. Mm -hmm. So when God told me that and I told it to the church with all the uh, assuredness in my heart, um, they, they, it was like, wow, you know, mm. it was so beautiful. Like a sense and of relief I, too, maybe. Yes. Because it's relief. like, okay, this is, this is our guy. <laughs> this is right. and, not just our guy, but the, the man that see, God has to lead us. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and joy in my heart, peace, and, sure. and God talked to me. God talked to my heart and says, this is your field of lentils. Mm -hmm. You know, stop thinking about Venezuela and other countries. Okay. <laughs> For now, I sure. want you here. Sure. So that, that's uh, the answer. <laughs> wow. Well, no, praise God, because that, that actually transitions perfectly into what I want to spend the rest of the time talking about. And that is the idea of uh, the national pastor and and I hope that's not an offensive way to put it um but when no, when no, a, no. when a foreign missionary goes to a field right. and he plants a church the goal always should be for the foreign missionary to mm -hmm. train the nationals so that they can replace him as the pastor at some point now whether that that missionary once he has plugged in the national pastor, whether he goes to another city, whether he stays and does something else, whether he goes back to the state, right. that's all in God's plan for him, of course. Right. I know different men who have done different things, but yes. that should always be the goal is for the nationals of whatever country is being reached to take over the church. And so I would love to hear from you in as much detail as you would like to go into how that handoff happened from Paul to you. And maybe even some insight for for me and for other missionaries about what we should be thinking about um, when we're planting mm -hmm. the church and 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 you know how our goal should be to train a national pastor to run the church. Oh wow! <laughs> Good question. <laughs> well, just okay. maybe just start with your story uh, yeah. of how yeah. that went and, <laughs> yeah. and how Paul intentionally yeah. did that handoff. Okay. Okay, so uh, I go back, you know, somehow, you know, God, how God is. And um, he did show Paul somehow that I was that okay. person. He asked the elders he had back then. He had ordained uh, four Colombian elders. Mm -hmm. uh, and he even asked them to pray and and and, uh, and not giving them a name. I, I, and I didn't know anything of this, okay? There sure, was sure. The kind, I, I, you know, I, I was a, an innocent bystander, okay? <laughs> so he he had them, uh, and, and he asked, one of them was Alvaro Quiroga. He was the, the first family that came to Christ, and the church started with this family. He was a doctor. And one time, Paul tells me that, you know, they, he asked them to pray, and then he came and he said, Alvarito, who, who is? Who is the next pastor? And he says that even Alvaro's show, you know, pointed to me with his fingers that there he is. And Paul says, okay, okay. So, but I didn't know anything of this. So Paul uh, started, you know, God, actually, first God, <laughs> by his grace, you know, I, I, I got saved. I started immediately the discipleship process, uh, the different levels he had back then. 
Um, and then it got to a point where where I did everything that was to be done, let's say like that. And there was nothing else in the church. And in that moment, um, a, a man that was supposed to be a leader, and, and um, uh, he then left the church in a bad way. You know, he, he actually, I believe, was an agent of Satan. <laughs> oh, well. but, Been uh, there. Yeah. He, yeah, he told me like, hey, Rudy, you know, I think you are going to be a pastor and me too. And let's go to Florida in Miami. There is a good Bible Institute and this and that. So I went to Paul because I knew that had something to me for me. Mm-hmm. So I went to Paul and I say, hey, Paul, uh, Jose told me to we should go to Florida to a shepherd school, to an institute. Mm-hmm. And Paul said, no, Rudy, no, 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 no. You stay here and we're praying. And very soon I'm going to start shepherd school here with the help mm-hmm. of uh, KCBT mm-hmm. and uh, the extension of the seminary. And I'll be teaching some, you know, he explained to me what, so I, I believe in my, my heart never was confused or doubted and I stayed put. And actually six months later, he started shepherd school mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, for three years, uh, he, 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 he taught, uh, not only me, we, we were like 12 guys wow. and, uh, and he, he gave us shepherd school, you know, mm-hmm. with the help of KCBT and uh, all that we see there, everything from the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, philosophy of discipleship, missions, uh, expository preaching, mm-hmm. counseling, uh, books like Revelation, right. uh, Matthew, But et you're being et cetera, taught et by your pastors, not just my some pastor, seminary professor. My pastors. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a, key, a key thing about your question. Uh, and thank you for, for, for asking me this. See, even though... I we saw Jeff every year, and, and back then he was such a good teacher of the Bible, you know. Mm, oh, of course. Even though I saw him preach and teach and even teach expository preaching, until I didn't see it in my pastor, it wasn't real for me. Hmm. That that's a key thing to have in mind. That's interesting. Uh, and uh, you know, when when I saw in Paul what I saw being taught or her being taught by Jeff or whoever. Mm-hmm. It was real for me, and I could apply it and live it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, 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 thing after thing after thing, uh, he he was training me not only in the Bible. He was working my character. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that you know, he would write. He would write, and then we would meet, and he would with a lot of grace and love. Mm-hmm. But he would say, "Rudy, this, that, don't ever do this again. Watch out <laughs> with this." Or um, very good what you did here, and he would. Uh, so he would work doctrine, character, service. Mm-hmm. Um, he had me um, be. Uh, he would get me in the office like like Mark did with you, as mm-hmm. you were mentioning. Uh, sometimes to discipline people and I'm very shy I'm very insecure and it was tough to be there and uh, yeah and, and so simple. not just for the good things but also for the not for the, not the bad so things, things yeah. too and and yeah difficult moments and I was there just watching learning um and uh, then he you know I was the youth leader uh, and he will always trust me and let me go and let me do but always uh, afterwards call me and correct me this that and and so you know it was a practical training process so he um, let you have the space to lead i i do feel like yes, sometimes yes. missionaries have a hard time relinquishing uh, mm-hmm. 
not not authority. Well, authority for sure. Responsibility. But responsibility. Yeah, yes. yeah. To the guys that they're training, and if you don't mm -hmm. ever actually let them lead, then they can't actually uh, grow. Right. That's right. So, so yeah, he gave he, you he the trusted, space and the trust to to have responsibility. The, the trust. You know, uh, I if I saw him once, twice in a meeting, a youth meeting was many times. <laughs> once. <laughs> Yeah, no, he he wasn't there. I I I could really, uh, yeah, grow and live, uh, be, uh, yeah, experience the ministry, mm -hmm. and uh, but I, I knew he was always near, always available. Sure. So sure. yeah, yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. I was being you know, right there by him and learning a lot, mm -hmm. and and and, and then what else can I say? Uh, when 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 I was ordained, he left. You know, as I mm -hmm. said before. Where, where did I, he I go had, after that? Because uh, I know he's I in he, he's in Bogota now. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So he left to the states. Okay. And then he would come back, but but uh, but actually not anymore as a pastor. Um, that I, for instance, in 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 Costa Rica, I know of a pastor that uh, a missionary, a missionary mm -hmm. that even though he had a, a national pastor. He was always uh, on top of him and, and ordaining him, uh, ordering him. Oh, okay. And and he got to a point where this national pastor, a good man of God, wanted to do discipleship. This missionary literally took him out of the pulpit. Mm. <laughs> That's not good. That's so Paul good. left to give so you your Paul, space so that you could yes. be the, the senior pastor, not just a yes. figurehead. You Not know, a and maybe but some pastor. missionaries do that. Well, here's the national right. pastor figurehead, but I'm actually the one in charge yeah. of the ministry. Right. So, so he went for a month. He went, uh, I think, visit churches, staying in, with the mm -hmm. family in the states, and preach conferences. And then when he came back, uh, it was it would be for a few months. But and I did feel that I was the pastor. I, mm -hmm. I never felt him dictating or or. Uh, yeah, no, mm -hmm. I, you know, uh, and then, uh, as you mentioned, uh, after, I don't remember exactly two years, maybe, he went to Cartagena to start a church from zero. Okay. Uh, so with Joan, mm -hmm. um, and they did start a church by the grace of God, uh, which until today is there mm -hmm. and running. Praise God. Uh, yes. And then after that, uh, Joan got the cancer. And so they went to the States almost for three years. John went home to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, then he came back. And uh, now what he's doing is what we call regional vision. And I'll mm -hmm. explain it really short. But remember I talk about the fireworks, the mm -hmm. how from the mother church, and yeah. boom, you know, from this capital. Now they go to the little towns around. Mm -hmm. And from the, yeah, right. So now we we work in 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 according to the regions of Colombia mm -hmm. uh, as teams with 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 the churches not only as, as a big team all the churches mm -hmm. but in the coast in the mountains sure, in the plains sure. so we make little teams of churches let's say like mm -hmm. that I hope it makes sense yeah yeah I mean you're and, looking at the uh, map and you're you know by right. regions of geography you're yeah organizing right. making teams of churches mm -hmm. to spread the gospel in colombia sure so uh, and and and, and um, he's working really hard on that right now so mm -hmm. he's based in bogota we work as a team mm -hmm. but he's focused on on their on, on colombia in general yeah uh, 
from Bogota. Yeah. So and That's we awesome. we count him as one of us. But uh, oh, it's funny, you know. I I honor him. I see him as my pastor until today. I, I won't lie. <laughs> sure. My like my dad in Christ. Yeah. But it's funny when he comes and he asks me. He asks me, "What do you think? Is it okay if I?" And, and he runs everything mm-hmm. through me, and I'm sometimes like, wow, I don't believe this, you know. <laughs> but he, yeah, he never tells me what to do. Yeah, no, never. Amen. He asks mm-hmm. if he can do. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, he, when you mm-hmm. like that first year after, so so when you became the senior pastor, and then Paul left for a couple months to the states, and and then came back. But that whole first year, I'm sure, was a big transition for you for the church. Um, mm-hmm. Was it weird for them? Um, so you you felt like the pastor immediately because of Paul giving you the space to lead. But did I, maybe you don't know this? But did did the church uh, have a hard time adjusting to you're the pastor now and and Paul isn't, or or was that a natural thing? Okay, right. Uh, mostly, mostly it was a natural thing oh, because of how. Yes, yes, praise God, because of how things, following the Bible and, and, and doing everything, you know, step by step by step, mm-hmm. and me being then be, being trained and one of the leaders of the church. Um, because it was a slow and, and, process. It wasn't right. just a, hey, we're hiring this right. guy. He's the pastor yeah, now. No, I'm exactly, out. exactly, exactly. You were one of them. You were one of them. So I, I, one of them, and, and I, I uh, uh, part of the process was preaching here and there, taking the pulpit here and there when he would go on a trip. Or mm-hmm. uh, when that moment came, uh, it was a very, very special moment sure. by the grace of God, a lot of joy. And of course, here and there, there's always people that question you, that compare you. But but mostly, um, you know, I never felt uh, like rejected or mm. or question or uh, yeah no no no. Uh, uh, there were hard moments, you know, that that oh, you sure. had to face as a pastor decisions that before you only follow your pastor, now you have to make them. Now you're the and, yeah, uh, yeah now you're anecdotes, the guy. <laughs> anecdotes, yeah, anecdotes and many stories, but. But never uh, a church that said, oh, we don't want you. No, thank God, praise God. Mm. Uh, you know, it was, uh, yeah, I love the church. And I think the church loved me. And <laughs> But it was due to the process. And it was very natural, very natural. It was like, yeah, uh, yeah of course, that's what's happened. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's, you know, we often tell like Christians, like, if you're discipling someone and they're like, well, how do I know God's telling me something? Or how does God speak today? And often, you know, we will say that the easy answer is God speaks through his word, the Holy uh-huh. Spirit and the church. Mm-hmm. Now you could throw in circumstances right. if you want to as a confirming thing, but the big three are <laughs> his word, the Holy Spirit and the church. And so right. I, my pastor, Jeff would always say when God speaks, he, you know, he, he's, he speaks to everybody. So like, you know, the, the church knows, your pastor knows, you right. know, because the Holy Spirit's, right. he's text, he's in the group chat and he, he let everyone know. Yeah. And so it, yeah, it makes sense good. that if God was the one doing it and it's not just right. Paul doing his thing, that uh-huh. everyone was on the same page. I mean, it just seems natural. Right. That, exactly. I, I like it how you how you just said it. That That's how it was. God was there. He 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 was confirming it through the spirit and the hearts of the church it was a yeah you know i don't want to sound uh, khaki but it was an awesome moment in god in god Mm -hmm. in the lord well and it's Um, also confirming for you i would imagine because like when the tough times come 
which they're going right. to when you're in ministry. Uh-huh. Uh, even yeah. like when we went, when we moved to Hungary and the tough times came almost immediately, because you have this these confirmations along the way, it's uh, it's it's Joshua and Israel crossing the Jordan and setting up the the piles of rocks, right? So that they can look back and remind themselves that God brought us this far. So it's like having those confirmations helps you through those difficult times. I would imagine. Oh yes, oh yes, the, uh, undoubt, undoubtedly. And how do you say that? Yeah, good. Yeah, undoubtedly. No doubt. No, no, no doubt. doubt. No doubt. Uh, yeah, when when the when when those tough moments come, that, that is a big part. You you remember who who put you there? How how mm. it's God who ordained you and, and placed you in that church, and that does make a huge difference when when the the hard moments hit you. And, and 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 they will come, like you say. You know, yeah, it, it is part of the ministry. It is part of the ministry. And uh, Acts twenty, you know, after I'm gone, uh, wolves, false false brothers, yeah. false leadership, that even races in the church. You know, they go through discipleship, they get baptized, they mm-hmm. even go to shepherd school, and then one day, wow, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. and you have to face that, and and oh, it makes a a, a big difference to know that. God played. Clifford Clark would say when when one of those moments came and a bad guy raised, he said, "Brother, there is a problem. You know, uh, <laughs> one of us has to go, and God placed me here. So, <laughs> so you have to go. <laughs> that's fun. yeah, yeah. Man. No, that's yeah. cool. Let me ask you this: um, How so? So when you took over the church, you you weren't like, you know, maybe a, a lot of uh, American ministries, it's like you, you weren't just hired on as a random pastor to a sinking right. ship. Like, hey, this church uh-huh. is, it's, you know, it's had its good times, but right now things are bad and you're, we need you to come in and fix it. That, that wasn't your situation. You were handed a healthy growing church that was, you were a part of and, and lovingly right. has been grown. So how do you balance continuing the mission that, that Paul set forth, but also casting the vision that God has given you for that body. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, when, when, when I first, you know, as being a, being a team and working with Paul and, and being in that process, uh, when I first became the pastor, uh, of course, my vision was Paul's vision. Let's say it like that. Oh yeah, and, amen. Uh, and For I, because sure. you were his in disciple. My heart. Yes, it was in my heart, and I had no trouble following. So I, I did not come into the pulpit and say we're going 180 degrees <laughs> the other way. No, sure. So I kept, and then Kel, year after year after year. Um, uh, for the uh, every year for the leadership meeting and, and for for you know something we have every year and, and we present the vision of uh, and the mission remember it and etc cetera, etc cetera. God would give me uh, something and 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 it would be you know as you read now back you look now back at the mission I received from Paul which was to establish a model church where disciple of Christ, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I got and that's what I believed and started doing to what we have today. Now, I don't know if you remember, but it says, uh, I'll try to paraphrase yeah. it. It says, uh, we exist uh, for the glory of God. Um, 
uh, how do you say in English? Oh, <laughs> we exist uh, for the glory of God. Um, uh, to be a factory of workers for the Lord. Okay. Um, uh, by um, basically discipling the saints and faithful, mm -hmm. um, commissioning workers to the nations and mobilizing for the multiplication of the kingdom of the Lord. Something wow. like that. What I, it probably says. sounds way cooler in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's hard to translate. But, no, but the awesome. point is, year by year by year, Kale, God would show me a little change, a little mm -hmm. change, a little challenge mm -hmm. and a change. And, and I would do it. And by his grace, I'm not an strategist. I'm not. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, no. If you're <laughs> looking for a strategist, you went to the wrong place. But I believe God, I would mm. present it and he would do it. He would do it that year. And, 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 and you just uh, open your mouth and say, wow. Mm. And, and then next year, something different and something different. And I would believe him and present it and he would do it and he would do it. And that's how basically, uh, so, but at the beginning, uh, it was Paul's, uh, you know, what God gave to Paul, sure. he gave to me, he yeah. gave to me. So you weren't, you believe. didn't go in trying to like, okay, now it's my show and now this no, is what we're doing no. now. No, Because no, the no. main thing I would imagine today, even though, you know, you're 20 some years removed, the main vision is still the main vision. It's reached the nations, right. it's reached Columbia for the gospel, right. even though the actual, um, how the maybe the mission and strategy right. has changed a little bit over the years. The main thing is right. still the main thing. Right. The, 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 we call it mission ambition. So the mission, it's always the same, the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. So that's our north. And the vision is what God wants of the church in that uh, specific time and moment. So that changes a little bit. Uh, not every year, not every year. Sure. But here and there, God may... Uh, like a few, uh, three years ago, uh, something that he changed, we, we would say what, what I just told you. <laughs> so uh, factory workers by discipling the faithful, uh, commissioning the workers. And then we had mobilizing for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And God really showed me in the word uh, multiplication of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so it changed a little bit okay. uh, from just the kingdom to multiplying the kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's an example. Yeah. And that was three years ago. So for three years, it's been the same. Mm. That's awesome. Um, how about this? This has been an awesome interview, by the way, and we're, we're just about mm -hmm. out of time. But let me, let me just ask you, why should this ultimately be the goal of every international missionary what why should the we'll just say american because i'm an american but but any <laughs> missionary that goes to a foreign country field and and desires to start a work why should that be the goal always is to replace yourself with mm -hmm. the uh, with a national pastor that you've trained Okay, I, I would say, and, and my answer, and let's see if I got it here right. Um, again, I'm, I'm with, a, with a King James and not a, my regular Spanish Bible. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, okay, okay. Uh, and I know you know this passage, but uh, we, we, when we preached it, the title we gave it is A Day in the Life of a Missionary. <laughs> <laughs> Praise so God. Allow me, uh, allow me to read it. Yes. And I know you know it. No, it's do it. Acts 14, uh, and I hope I read good the old English. Oh, oh I bet man, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm stoked I'm nervous. Let's go. <laughs> okay, Acts 14, 21. 
And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had thought many, they returned again to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that with most, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God, them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. And then, and after they had passed through, well, okay, and then they keep their journey. Mm -hmm. And it says, um, and then sailed to Antioch from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they, uh, which they fulfill. Mm. So, so we see that the work of a missionary is to preach the gospel, to teach the believers, and to um, confirm their faith, their 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 uh, trust in the Lord, mm -hmm. even in the midst of tribulation. And finally, uh, according to Timothy and Titus, those who who who, who are uh, irreprehensible, um, uh, without uh, how you say, uh, those that are without spot, or uh, what's the term in English? First uh, mm -hmm. Timothy three, uh, it, it is uh, not a novice, it, or is that what you? The mean? overseer has got to be uh, irreproachable. Uh, oh, without reproach. Okay. Mm -hmm. Without reproach. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Without no, no. reproach. Mm -hmm. So they are to be ordained elders, and 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 he uh, puts them in God's hands, and he leaves. He goes mm -hmm. back, and he has accomplished his work. Mm -hmm. You know, fulfilled. So yeah. when when we keep being the king of the castle. For always, <laughs> we have not accomplished the work that God has sent us to do. Mm. And, uh, uh, and and the other passage is Matthew 28, of course, uh, which talks about making disciples of all nations, mm. right? So that they can join the army of the Lord and at the same time send missionaries to all nations. Mm -hmm. So that's why I believe a missionary's work is to, to establish that church and ordain the elders, even... Even if you analyze what the Bible says was when I was ordained, it's not what it's today, because uh, that's what God will do with the national pastor by His grace. Hmm. Uh, and if 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 Paul stood there and and be and and stay as a king of the church of the church, mm -hmm. I don't think mm -hmm. we would be what we are today. Mm -hmm. So I believe he he has a, a a work and it's not to to establish a model church but to ordain elders mm. and by god's grace because he and he has done his work and he, and we're in god's hands by the grace of god though that national team because it's not only me it's a, a group sure. of men that love the lord mm -hmm. it's a pastoral team that god has raised uh, god uses us by his grace in spite of us to to do wonderful things amen now, Rudy, thank you so much, man. This has been a blast oh, no, for me Kale. and uh, uh, encouraging. Every time I talk to you, it's encouraging, man. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it went well. I was very nervous. I might not show it, but <laughs> I'm not no. a, a radio or a podcast or TV guy. I'm not. <laughs> no, thanks, but thank man. you. I, I really enjoyed talking to you, my brother. Well, there you go. I hope that was a treat for you guys. Um, I haven't gotten to talk to Rudy since 2019 when I was there with him, and uh, it's just always a blessing to talk to him. Such a good brother, um, such a faithful man of God, and a and a humble man of God too. And uh, um, when I got to spend a week with him and his family and his churches, um, 
it was just it was such a great encouragement for me back then and uh and it still is and so i'm so thankful that he took the time to be able to share with us um what god's done in his life and what god's continuing to do in the work there in colombia um thank you guys so much for listening i counted a privilege that you guys tune in um and i hope that you are able to learn stuff from this podcast but also um but also maybe just see another side of ministry and missions. Um, I, I feel like sometimes when we see things on the internet, on social media, like everything seems to be so staged and scripted and fake, you know? It's like, I, I hate the fakeness of, of the social media world. Uh, I know not everything is that way, but so much of it is, and you, you just, it, you start to get sick of it. And so I really just try to make these these conversations as real as we can. So obviously I write down a few questions, but I really just, uh, I want you guys to see the, the realness and the transparency of some of these brothers and uh, let them tell their story and just share what God puts on their heart and how God has used them. And so I hope that has been an encouragement and an edification to you. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you back here, same time, same place next week. Until then, God bless. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe and share us on social media. Also, please make sure to check out our other podcast, Theology Roundtable, at theologyroundtable.com.